0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.
1: If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Happy Tuesday and good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report and for Farm Director Pam Yonke. Another beautiful day on the horizon for us, but some may see a little rain. For south-central Wisconsin, we'll see sunshine and a few afternoon clouds, highs of 82 degrees. Winds will be coming out of the southwest at up to 20 miles per hour, and there's an 18% chance of rain. Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will give us more of those precipitation details coming up. Market Advisor John Heinberg joins us this morning after getting a look at the latest crop progress and condition report. But before him, we'll hear from the U.S. Dairy Export Council on the latest federal bill impacting agriculture. Thanks for hanging out with me on a Tuesday. What better way to celebrate all things agricultural than with a good old country music concert? Farm Tech Fest, Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Featuring Madison County, Sawyer Brown
3: and joe nichols
2: on-site camping available get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com that's farmtechfest.com a huge thank you to some of the great sponsors partners bank Rooney grain and many more
4: badgerbean.com puts the wisconsin soybean farmer first and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts Simple, easy to access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit badgerbean.com today.
5: As a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.
6: We're about two weeks out from farm technology days 2022 in Clark county at rail acres Bob also here at the northern end of the world's longest barn just down the road from the rail acres host farm post farm and Pam the the folks are busy putting in this in place, not only at the county level but also at the state level of Farm Technology Days.
0: Yeah, you're right, Bob. Fabulous. Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But yeah, we're all going to be heading towards Loyal in uh, just a couple weeks for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. And let's be honest, this is going to be the first show where Arnie Jennerman is the general manager. There's been all kinds of transitions, different things that had to go on because of the pandemic. But this one, Arnie's on his own. Uh, he is familiar with the show, obviously, but this is going to be the first one where he's, shall we say, calling the shots. Had a chance to visit with him uh, at Rail Acres and find out a little bit more about how he's preparing for the big
4: days. Well, we had one year we didn't have a show at all. And uh, fortunately, the folks in Eau Claire hung in with us for that extra year. Um, that was that was quite a, a challenge. We had a good show, and, and you know they really helped us get, get the momentum back. So... Uh, and this group here has been, uh, they've been around the Horn once before, a number of them. who did the show when it was Clark County once before. So they've been a good group to work with, too. And, um, you know, n- there's no, no doubt, you know, with uh, Claire being a, kind of a neighboring county, there's a little competition. <laughs> to <laughs> You know, they saw what they did last year, and so they're really uh, a lot of pride here in trying to do a great show. So um, it's back on a dairy farm, uh, which uh, Dennis, the, the host farm, is really really um, enthusiastic about being a hands-on event. And so um, so this has been a great group to work with. I've learned a lot here. I'm still learning. Right. right. <laughs> of course. And and, I'll, uh, and I'm sure that goes on forever. So
0: yeah. Talk to people, Arnie, about what it's like to have this scope of a show outdoors. There are so many things that are not in your control and so many things that have to be created. Give them a little sense on why this is unique to a lot of their community festivals.
4: Well... No, this is the only show um, that travels around the state in the country at this time. All the other shows have fixed sites. So every time we go to a new county, it's a it's a new hay field that this show is uh, located in. So the whole road and traffic issues are unique uh, in every case. Um, access, motel capacity, all those things are new. So th- some of those things... Um, you know, there's no perfect site, so we have to adjust and ad- adapt in every case. Uh, so that's always an experience. Um, <laughs> you know, every year, I think the other thing that's really uh, interesting is I look back at the history of farm tech days too, is every year the farm economy is a bit different. You go from low prices to high prices uh, in terms of, uh, of crop prices and commodity prices. and So there's always unique challenges in that regard. The last couple of years, just having equipment here at the show has been a challenge with the supply chain issues, and that's ongoing. The ability for us to have equipment to you know, do the work on the grounds, and then for vendors to have equipment right. to display at the show, has been a challenge. And the other thing that you wouldn't expect is staff. Everybody has, everybody's hiring, everybody's looking for people, and that that's an issue for our vendors. But it's also an issue for the volunteers. Absolutely. And the last couple of years, we've uh, the whole volunteer situation has become more challenging. You know, people have, uh, you know, gotten away from it, and so now we got to bring them back to volunteering. And as uh, other events around the country have had those same kind of experiences, so so it's uh, always interesting because there's always new things happening.
0: Have you noticed anything uh, that continues to challenge you aside from those elements, Arnie? There were simple things like supplies even for food you know i see your utilities guys it's not just about labor it's sometimes about the the lines and the generators and things like that i mean we are in a whole different world that you're trying to manage through
4: absolutely Uh, food is interesting because um, generally there's some donations of food to the show and this year that stuff is really precious (laughs) and in short supply so it's hard to go to people and ask to make donations to the show uh, thank goodness many of them step up and still do it, but it's got to be a bigger pain in their wallet when they do that and, and right. under the current circumstances. Right. So, um, And, of course, weather. You know, Hopefully we'll have weather like we have today. <laughs> Probably not quite in July, but weather's always an un- unknown uh, for this show as well. But I think we'll have a great show here in Clark County yeah. uh, this, yeah. uh, this year.
0: Like you said, they know how to do it by their history, that's for sure. Now, let's talk about where we go from here, Arnie. You and I have had multiple conversations, as you have with your board. You mentioned this is the only show that's still traveling. A lot of conversations focus in on that. Just paint us a short-term picture on where we're going, Arnie, so that people know and and understand this is a going concern.
4: Yes, so next year, in 2023, we're going to go to uh, Baraboo for the show at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Ground site. We have a beautiful facility there. You know rough, roughly 300 acres they've been building that up over decades yeah. beautiful site um, and the interesting location too and you know we're only a few miles from the Dells Baraboo itself has many attractions so um, we're going to be experimenting with a fixed site in Baraboo a non-farm site uh, we have a lot to offer there as well though in terms of the community we're hoping that more families will make it a family event come down for a couple days one of the challenges with the show, frankly, is it's too big for people to see the whole show in one day. And that's that's been an ongoing concern yeah. of our exhibitors is people get out of their car on one side of the grounds <laughs> and by 2 o'clock on a July afternoon, they don't make it to the other side of the grounds. So we're really hoping that in Baraboo we can have people come and stay in the area for a night and come back to the show for a second day. So um, we're hoping that, that we might be able to bend the curve a little bit in that case. The folks at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Grounds have been great to work with, as has the Baraboo community. Um, so we're really looking forward to that show uh, in 23. Then in 24, we're back. We're heading back up to the north into uh, Chippewa County and uh, they're gonna put on a great show for us up there as well. They're just getting started, looking for a farm, host farm, uh, working on that, but they've got a great organization, and the economic development group uh, is really behind that, Charlie Walker and his staff, so they'll have a great show up there as well in 24. Um, We are doing some discussions around the state for 25, but we're taking applications, so please call if you're interested in showing 25.
0: You know, you make an interesting point about the unique um, pool of people that are coming together, together anymore these days and recognizing this show. We saw some of it in Eau Claire County where a lot of food related companies recognized how important Farm Technology Days is. Now again, as you point out back to a traditional show, but tell me a little bit about how these conversations get started all of a sudden there's a, a rediscovery of agriculture, but from a different set of eyes?
4: So, it's, it's a great question, because, uh, and I think uh, Chippewa is gonna be a great example yeah. of that, where the interest in the show really originated in economic development. And when you think about it, for us to have healthy agriculture in Wisconsin, we need other industry in our counties. Um, if you want your kids to come back to the farm, their spouses have to have good job opportunities. So to have healthy agriculture, we need healthy industry in our communities. And so I think um, we're looking at doing more, and, and Eau Claire was an example where we had a lot of ag, but we had a lot of associated industries mm-hmm. where we had yep. Superior Fresh, we had Orchards, yep. um, and Silver Spring and Hunziker Farms the Host yep. was an example of um, a farm that now is processing food. And you know historically, farmers have been price takers take what the market gives you but there's opportunities for us to add value and to be more of a retail operation and, and get that margin that, that goes to the middle middle tier in the distribution channel so I think there's more opportunity for a show going forward to feature local industry AG and non-ag but every you know a lot of our industry in this state is tied back to agriculture so um, so I think that that's really a, a bright opportunity for us going forward. And um, I say, we're, we're looking at that in Baraboo as well, try to feature the local industry, talking to the nations. Um, so I think there's some great opportunities there to feature what goes on surrounding agriculture in our communities around the state. And we have diverse agriculture in this state. We have some diverse industry as well.
0: Arnie Jennerman, he is the general manager of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, incorporated, like he said, kind of a herky-jerky transition between him and Matt Gluen with the pandemic disrupting shows, but now fully engaged and ready to go when Wisconsin Farm Technology Days begins at Railacre Farms just outside of Loyal, July 12th through the 14th. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. We give you the tools, knowledge
7: and income so you can take your career however far you wanna take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades you can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Let's ride
5: bikes. Let's ride 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 bikes. Nothing says summer in Madison like a family bike ride. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. I have four kids and a garage full of bikes, so I get it. That's why I make it easy by fixing all your bikes on the same day in your driveway. The Bike-Mobile is a
1: mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. If talking, they will hear you.
8: We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how, and we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov.
0: So can do it if you try.
1: Here we use a lot of F-words. Food. Fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Another F word for you this morning, forecast. And that's what we've got right now with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck, joining us on a Tuesday morning. Now, Stu, I've got the latest crop progress and condition report in front of me, basically outlining that the week leading up to today has been primarily hot and dry the soil's pretty dry, and that's caused corn, soybean, potato, and winter wheat conditions to fall. So we want a moisture update from you today. I know there may be some sprinkles in the forecast, but what can you tell us?
6: Well, that chance of rain is going to build in, Stephanie, and I think you're right. Everybody could use a little drink out there. Although I've got some neighbors working on a second crop. Hey, you know, they'd probably rather have a dry day, but that's how things tend to work out. And there's a cool front dropping in out of the north. That front in northern Minnesota and North Dakota this morning. A warm front over Lake Michigan just extending from uh, north of Lake Superior to northern lower Michigan. And there are some sprinkly showers in northwest Wisconsin. oras like Rice Lake, Ladysmith, even back toward Menominee River Falls having a little light rain this morning. It extends back into Minnesota. Could be a little heavier uh, just south of St. Cloud, Minnesota, northwest of the Twin Cities. But we do expect that as low pressure is going to try to move east and that cool front will try to sweep in, that we'll all begin to see a bit of a rain chance. It may develop, of course, this morning as we see it in northwest Wisconsin and then spread east and southeast a bit more slowly during the day. Some shower or thunderstorm activity at La Crosse could happen as we look toward early afternoon. It may not be until late afternoon or almost evening in far east and southern Wisconsin. But some rain chance then will linger into the nighttime. I'm expecting overall that we talk rain amounts in a tenth to near quarter inch range. There is some possibility uh, east and south of a quarter, or possibly a half inch of rain. I wouldn't count on a whole lot, but that front's going to sweep through. It does cool it off a little, not too noticeably for Wednesday. Thursday, the heat returns because the western end of that front would pull back up as a warm front. So that on toward Thursday night and into the day Friday, we'll have another round of rain chance showers could be some thunderstorms around that activity means a little more moisture at least to wrap up the week. I don't expect it to be a lot from what I've seen so far a few tenths of an inch, but another rain chance at least does show up by the end of the week drier as we head into the weekend for a lot of folks a long weekend with the holiday drier and more normal temperature wise. I'll have forecast details right after this.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, Keeping Wisconsin Strong.
6: You may know Rural Mutual
5: Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer a competitive home, auto, business, and life insurance? They make it convenient to bundle your insurance while saving you time and money. Visit ruralmutual.com to learn more.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, Keeping Wisconsin Strong.
6: I'm a Wisconsin Farm Bureau member because of the opportunities that Farm Bureau affords its members here in the state of Wisconsin. Member benefits to local leadership and personal and professional development opportunities that you can really take advantage of as a Farm Bureau member. We talk about Farm Bureau and how we help move farmers and agriculturalists forward. WFBF.com You should look them up.
1: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
2: Well, Stu, so far you checked all my boxes. I like to hear that chances of rain are primarily in the nighttime for most of Wisconsin and just the right amount, not too much, and that we're going to have a long, dry 4th of July weekend, hopefully.
6: I don't know that I'd say dry. There could be a little rain chance before it's done as we look toward Monday. But hey, it's only Tuesday of this week. Today we'll have some sun. Clouds develop and showers, even thunderstorms, first in western Wisconsin, most likely as we head toward the afternoon, then slowly spreading east and southeast through the afternoon. Temps in the lower 80s today, that's not uncomfortable. Southwest winds at 5 to 15. More likely showers and a few thunderstorms. Ending from west to east through the night, like I say, about a tenth to a quarter, maybe up to a half with a thunderstorm. Upper 50s and low 60s overnight. Southwest winds at 5 to 10. Sunny on Wednesday, not too bad. A lot of mid-80s, could be an upper 80 here or there. North winds become southeast in the day at 5. Even Wednesday night, some rain may develop across more likely Thursday, mostly sunny and hot. Upper 80s. With strong southwest winds gusting up near 20 and 30, Stephanie. Some rain Thursday night taking us into Friday. And then we dry it out for the weekend. So a couple of rain chances to watch. If you're making hay, it might be a little more difficult. We don't have a lot of time in between those two chances.
2: And as you alluded, Stu, Wisconsin weather can change on a dime. Mm-hmm.
6: Oh, it sure can. So you have to watch the have to watch all the players all the time,
2: all right. Well, when you can get more of us, our egg meteorologist Stu Muck again here tomorrow. Thanks, Stu, for coming along with us this morning, and I'll catch you back here same time tomorrow. In the meantime, let us know how much rain you're getting eight seven seven three zero one farm.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
3: When they love you enough to tell you you need a breath mint, that's family. At Mad City Moving, we're locally owned and family run. We're not afraid to tell each other the truth and make sure every job is done right. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the family knows best move.
5: Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com.
6: That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate.
9: We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto
1: Center. Here get her fixed, get her done, to get you going, guys.
10: Off Highway 51 in McFarland,
5: a stone's throw from McDonald's. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area,
1: window World.
5: call Window World, you'll be glad
8: you
9: did.
5: You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft-closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. Love the look by creating your
11: floors with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors.
8: I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Econom Walk.
11: See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you.
8: Commercial or residential, the wise Habit. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com.
1: If you talk talking, they will hear you Every single time
8: Oh, we're getting killed. Yeah, well, Kyle's not here. How come? Kicked off the team. Didn't Tim tell you? Kyle and some other kids got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Come on, it's a first offense, right? That we know of. But why should that matter? He knew not to drink. I've made it clear to Matt, that's what we expect from him. What have you said to Tim? Um,
7: nothing really. You know, a lot of kids try it at this age, so...
8: Yeah, well, a lot of kids don't try it too. I'm not saying that Matt's going to be this perfect kid, but if I don't tell him what we expect and why he shouldn't drink, how's he going to know? You think kids that age really listen? (laughs) They never admit it, Bill, but they hear more than you think. Talk. They hear you. For more information about talking with kids about underage drinking,
1: visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the Humane Societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the Humane Society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven day money back guarantee choose a vehicle that's in stock reserve one that's on the way or order one just the way you want it help us donate three hundred thousand dollars and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need find new roads in a new chevrolet stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. let's take care of the animals together
2: Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
7: The Seattle Mariners and the Los Angeles Angels. What a brawl. This was one of the best ones we've seen in quite some time. And many layers to this onion. Lots of it. Layers. I'm going to hit play on this. And I want you to take a listen to the broadcast. And then we're going to kind of tell you what happened here. Uh, So here you go. Here is uh, what led to the brawl.
2: And he has pitched out of the pen in Salt Lake. Uh,
4: And he just hit Winker.
1: Erica. With the first pitch. Scott Service is... Calling for him to be thrown out of the game. There we go. And Winker. Winkers trying to towards Phil Nevin.
7: Oh, yeah. The umps and even holding him back. The umps like trying as hard as holding back.
1: And the benches are clear. Bench is clear. And Justin Upton comes in.
7: shots punches, thrown. Wins. Multiple do throwing thrown haymakers. It's a fight. All right, we kind of subdued a little Can't
1: bit. Remember the last time we had seen one of these with the angels and an <laughs> opposing team in And here we go again, baby! It is
7: not done. Oh, yeah, we got fights breaking all over the place. Oh, there's the double birds. Cilinners oh, right yeah. and the double birds of the, uh, the Angels fans. I Glacius Iglesias. And Iglesias comes out. Yeah, they they were teammates, remember, in Cincinnati. And here we go. And Iglesias comes out with a full pack of, what is that, water bottles? Sun Sunseeds?
1: That is the furthest shot put of sunflower
5: seeds in history.
7: So, Rowdy, Inglacius, and, and tell everyone listening what Inglacius did with those the sunflower seeds. So,
5: <laughs> so, obviously, this is a thing going back and forth between the Angels and the Mariners, where they've been, from what I gathered, kind of hitting each other back and forth, kind of like the Brewers and the Cubs yeah. the last well, few Wilson years. Is dumbass. Where, yeah, where it would be like one guy gets hit, and then the other team's going to go get their guy. Yeah. So... They had this, this kid from AAA come up and it was in the second inning and he hits Jesse Winker. Winker freaks out and not only, he doesn't go at the kid. No, not he not the starts pitcher. walking to the directly bench. at the dugout for the angels. And that's when he like <laughs> tries to do the swim move and then people come out and start the up, running. The ump is like
7: trying to tackle him.
5: But if you watch when Winker kind of sidesteps and gets really close to that angels dugout as he's making his way over there. Yeah. One of the first guys that comes up and it from a different angle slaps. Jesse Winker <laughs> slaps him. Anthony Rendon, who is one of the higher played uh, paid guys on the angels. Yeah. And by the way, just had reconstructive wrist surgery. He said, what are the five fingers say to the face rowdy? He, this guy is in like a cast. Cause he just had wrist surgery <laughs> slapping him with his off hand <laughs> And then, like they said, Inglesias and Winker were teammates in Cincinnati. They were two of the guys in the last couple of years that got shipped out of there when Cincinnati was rebuilding. Yeah. Why Inglatius is freaking out so much that he grabs your own stuff from your own dugout, his own stuff, and throws the sunflower seeds like a giant
7: pallet. It's not uh, not a pallet, but it's like a big
5: cardboard. He knocked like- over like their little like water jug, like their cooler. Like why he was going so ballistic, I don't get. He lost his mind. But he's a Ebo. He's the closer. The only reason he's in the dugout is because his ass hadn't made it down to the bullpen yet. <laughs> yeah, it was only the second inning. So <laughs> <laughs> so normally he should have been in the bullpen, and I bet the guys around him are like, dude, why are you freaking out and throwing all of our dude, crap onto the field? I wanted to chew those sunflower seeds. you just wasted them all. Then after the scuffle got over, because this was a scuffle that went for a while. Oh, there's two. It broke out twice. You you had guys literally, there were actual punches thrown. People were getting hit in the ribs, like I said. The, there was there was multiple men that I saw slapping, slapping men, other men. Men don't slap men. I don't get it. What, if, is I, I, Howard if I'm there? that pissed off at you, Ebo? I'm going to punch you. That we're going to fight i'm going to punch you so hard your ancestors would feel it yeah. i'm not going to slap you no i'm not i'm not slapping you i'm punching through your face I don't get that, but but it carried over. But then after the fact, eighteen minutes. Gotta, it was They got to restart the game, right? Yeah. Well, all the sunflower seeds that he threw out there spilled all over the field. You had like <laughs> three a lot four of sunflower angel seeds. players that had to go onto the field and start picking up all the sun uh, <laughs> sunflower seeds so that they could start again.
7: Yeah, it was eighteen minutes delayed. It was it was literally like a giant. It was like a big. I don't even know how many sunflower packets of sunflower seeds. There's probably like 20 sunflower seed packets. But why did he throw their stuff on the field in anger? Threw them all over the place. And then the Angel players had to go clean it up for him.
5: Like, like, I don't well, like, like scooping up sunflower seeds. I like a good blow up, right? Don't get me wrong. Like, with if you were hosed by the umpire and then the guy starts freaking out and, you know, throwing stuff on the field to, because <laughs> they are going back and forth with the umpire. <laughs>
1: Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Welcome back on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for tuning in with me. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Today we're talking about a new bill signed into law this month, the Ocean Shipping Act. The goal is to help fix supply chains and ease shipping backlogs. The bill essentially aims to level the playing field for American farmers and lower costs for consumers. Here to talk more about it is Krista Hardin. She's the CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Krista, first paint the picture for us. What has the dairy supply chain looked like over the past few years? Well, Stephanie, it's been tough. I'll tell you, our
11: farmers are the most efficient and productive in the world and we have great products and they're in demand and yet we can't get them and have not been able to get them at the rate that we should be to our customers around the globe. Our shipping system has been very frustrating Um, over the last couple of years. We get product to the port finally and yet the ships come in from different parts of the world, mainly Southeast Asia. And it makes more sense for them, unfortunately, to turn around and leave empty once they've unloaded instead of waiting to load great dairy products and other agricultural products. So just getting our supply um, to customer has been very, very difficult. I believe, we believe, we've estimated that we've lost uh, $1.5 billion in um, increased costs as well as lost markets. So this is such a relief to have, you know, you know a, a bill signed into law, a bipartisan bill supported in the House and the Senate by Republicans and Democrats, signed by President Biden literally just, you know, an hour ago um, to help alleviate some of these problems.
2: And why don't you break down for us, Krista, what the Ocean Shipping Act does for dairy, specifically Wisconsin producers?
11: Well, it certainly will have Wisconsin producers. They produce some of our very best products, dairy products. There's no doubt about it. And so this bill will actually give the, the Federal Maritime Commission, which is a federal agency, a lot more authority than they've had in the past to be able to address these issues. It's a small agency, one a lot of folks don't know a lot about, and it really had not had the teeth. Um, to really make a difference um, to addressing these problems. So we'll be able to deal with some of these, sh- these shippers who have not been treating um, dairy and dairy products properly, we believe, and it give them more authority um, to, to make sure the system is actually working. And there's two-way trade, not just imports coming in better, but also going out with our products.
2: What's the timeline? When are we going to start seeing fixes? When are we going to start seeing the changes of this bill take place?
11: Well, that's a super. That's a great question, and we certainly want to continue to push the agency to get this implemented as quickly as possible. Um, the chair of that commission was at the bill signing, along with myself and others in our industry, like Joe Mulhern, and um, we made it clear to the commissioner and his commissioners that we need this implemented as soon as possible. We've been waiting patiently, or maybe impatiently, I might, I might say, really for for these fixes, for these solutions and we need, we need them to act promptly to get them implemented.
2: Will this solve all of the supply chain issues that dairy faces? Is this the one-stop solution, or is there more that U.S. Export Council is, is vying to get, to get done?
11: Well, I wish it was just you know, the one answer, but unfortunately it's not that simple. We have different um, and many other vulnerabilities in our system. You see that in rail you see it in trucking. Some a little bit of relief in trucking with some of the truckers coming back online. Many left um, the the um, the business during the pandemic when they didn't have jobs. They're coming back to their trucks, thank goodness. But we're having a lot of trouble with rail as well. So it's you know many it's multiple steps along this journey to get our product out of the country, and we need all systems working. Um, together and working as positively as we can to get this product moving. So we're talking to counterparts also in the rail industry as well and their regulatory bodies um, to, to try to make sure that we eliminate and alleviate these, these other bottlenecks.
2: Now, there's things that you can't control. We can't control the weather. Right. We can't control the Russia-Ukraine situation. So, what does it take to help a supply chain get through some of those issues?
11: Well, you know, you're exactly right. We're really dealing with a multifaceted problem. Um, the war in Ukraine really just exacerbated an already stretched supply system, um, which is causing even you know the problems that we're all suffering today. I think working together, frankly, the really the what we saw with Capitol Hill coming together, both bills passed with. Great support on both sides of the aisle. The president signed it as soon as he got it to his desk. That's what we need more of. We need folks working together, working for solutions. And you're right, there's some things we cannot control, but we should be working together to eliminate the problems that we can and be working together for solutions.
2: And Krista, while I've got you on the phone. You're no stranger to farm bills. (laughs) You worked on farm bills with at your time at USDA, and then in other areas of the industry. But now with U.S. Dairy Export Council, walk me through what's at top of mind for you as we get into these 2023 farm bill discussions.
11: Well, you know, because of the nature of my current position, I really do focus on trade, and there is a trade title in that farm bill, and we are very dependent on some of the programs that are authorized in that bill. We want to make sure that they are in there. I'd like to see them doubled, frankly, um, the Farm Development Program, MAP Program, Market Access Program is another one. We'd love to see uh, additional funding and authorities for those programs to help leverage farmers' dollars. Um, That would be very important. Making sure that we find every opportunity to ease trade, to make it more attainable, make it more accessible, I am just convinced that you know the future is so bright for dairy, and one of the reasons is, is exports, frankly. Again, our farmers are efficient, they're productive, the world wants and needs our products, so let's make sure they have all the tools to be able to to export, and I believe the Farm Bill can be one of those tools to make sure we're setting the stage for farmers to take advantage of it.
2: Krista Harden, along with us, the CEO of the U.S. Dairy Export Council. Stay tuned for markets and market advisor, John Heinberg, up next.
5: When hot weather strikes, cattle are stressed. Feed intake decreases and milk production drops. Summer heat may also impact the performance of your herd's reproductive program. Protect your bottom line this summer. Add BioVet's Bovine Gold Light to the TMR and keep your livestock hydrated. Milk production up and breeding program in check. Add Bovine Gold Light to your operation today. Find BioVet
1: online at bio-vet.com. bio-vet.com
5: you love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas, like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for
1: a remarkable new look. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpillar pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar milk receiver pump, patented by McFen Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry.
2: With temperatures creeping into the upper 80s this week, you're going to want to be careful while you're outside working. Our own Allison Lund gives us an
3: update with Ready Wisconsin on how to stay safe in heat. I spoke with Andrew Beckett, public information officer for Wisconsin Emergency Management in the Ready Wisconsin campaign. He outlines the effects of high temperatures in the state.
9: Well, obviously, anytime the temperature climbs like this, we have serious concerns about people. Uh, basically exposing themselves to these temperatures and, and potentially becoming ill or, or suffering life-threatening complications due to heat illness. You know, things like heat stroke or heat exhaustion can be extremely dangerous for people. And, and we really encourage people to you know, limit their time outdoors in direct sunlight, make sure they're drinking plenty of fluids, and they're watching for signs of illness. Things like a, a extremely high body temperature. Red, hot, dry skin without sweating, a strong, rapid pulse. and if they start to feel dizzy or confused, or if there's somebody they're with lose consciousness, they need to know to take action quickly and call nine one one.
3: So for some people that have to spend all day outside, such as farmers, what are some things that they can do to combat the effects of the heat?
9: Uh, first thing is you know make sure you're drinking plenty of water, but also maintain a schedule. You know, make sure that you are getting frequent breaks in a shaded, cooler area, uh, drinking plenty of fluids, and not working too hard to overexert yourself. I know that's not always possible, especially when it comes to work, uh, hard work outside. But you want to make sure that you you're setting your pace at something that that's preventing you from feeling too many ill effects from the temperature.
3: Now, if we look ahead and see a heat wave coming up, are there ways that we can prepare ahead of time? Uh, to help us better acclimate to that weather,
9: well, we encourage people to make sure they're paying attention to the forecast throughout the year, but especially during the summer months with the heat. You know, if you see that there is is one of those days coming where the heat index is going to be extremely high, uh, you're expecting you know these clear, very sunny conditions. You know, adjust your work. Uh, to to reflect that. Make sure that you are taking precautions and identifying the needs within your schedule to stay safe ahead of time.
3: Andrew Beckett, Public Information Officer for Wisconsin Emergency Management in the Ready Wisconsin campaign, with a look at how you can stay safe in the high temperatures this summer. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. And now
2: we'll take a look at our markets on a Tuesday morning. From Chicago, cash corn is up ten and a quarter. December new crop corn is up nine and three quarters, trading at six sixty-two and three quarters. Cash beans are up sixteen and three quarters. November new crop soybeans up nineteen and a half cents at fourteen fifty-two and a quarter. And wheat is trading at nine twenty-five and three quarters, up twenty-one and three quarters. We've got Market Advisor John Heinberg up next.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. We're on Mutual Insurance. keeping Wisconsin strong.
7: If you're interested in
1: a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at ruralmutual.com/careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
6: Wisconsin Farm Bureau helps our organization advocate for agriculture by putting us at the table with the right individuals. I've heard a lot of times that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu when it comes to ag policy. We need people to help us make the right connections, get in front of the right people and policymakers that are affecting decisions that impact agriculture. WFBF.com. You should look them up.
1: A voice for farmers. A vision for agriculture. Wisconsin Farm Bureau.
7: You're in the construction business, you love what you do, and you're good at it, but traveling all over the state for one job here and there is getting old. When you join the crew at SNR Remodeling, your home sweet home every night because the jobs are local. No nights, no weekends, more time for family, and there's plenty of work so you can stay ahead financially. SNR Remodeling. Apply online at SNRRemodeling.net.
1: SNR Remodeling.
5: Let's ride bikes!
9: Let's ride bikes! Let's ride bikes! Let's ride bikes! Let's ride
5: bikes! Let's ride bikes! If your bicycle is broken and you've got big things to do, just schedule an appointment, have the bike shop come to you. If you're a bike-to-worker or a super busy mom, you're just a couple clicks away at thebikemobile.com. Avoid the hassle of taking your bike to the shop and have the bike shop come to you. Visit thebikemobile.com and let's ride
1: bikes! Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Welcome back. As we round out a Tuesday morning, Market Advisor John Heinberg with Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend is on the line with us this morning. And John, we've just come off the latest crop progress and condition report from USDA. Now, corn, soybeans, potatoes, and winter wheat condition fell in Wisconsin by about 3 to 4 percentage points. USDA says this is primarily due to dry weather. Uh, But John, overall, crop ratings are giving the market a little boost this morning, huh?
10: At least on the overnight session here, too, we've got a couple other things coming into play. But, you know, again, we saw corn conditions slip a little bit below expectations uh, nationally. We're sitting around 67%, good to excellent. The market kind of thought we would hold in there a little close to that 70 window. You know, really watching what's going on in the eastern Corn Belt. Uh, that seems to be the area that had the most impact. Uh, Indiana was down almost 14% week over week. And just seeing some dry impacts there, like you're talking about here also in Wisconsin and talking to some of our producers, you know, either you're, you're in it or not in terms of the marine side of things here. So so that's so that's something given a little bit of boost in the market. We're seeing the same thing also in the soybean side of the equations, went to 65% good to excellent, but uh, again, a little bit below expectations. And we had actually had a pretty good move in the bean market yesterday, so we get a little bit more follow-through. You know, some of this also maybe just tied to the fact, you know, this market really had a pretty hard sell-off. We hit an area that we could hold yesterday you know, around 6.50, on that December corn. We seem to find some buyers there. Soybeans went down and poked at the $14 handle on November beans and we seem to find some buyers there. So, so maybe we got some natural floors. I'd be pretty concerned if prices broke back through those levels. But we obviously got some big things coming up this week with this USDA report.
2: Oh yeah, we we can preview that right away, John. That's where your eyes are. The USDA report coming out on Thursday. How is the grain stocks and planted acreage report going to shake things up? What are you predicting?
10: Well, for the month of June or for the reports during the course of the year, the June report is probably the most volatile and brings the most price movement because it sets the goalpost for the summer in terms of where crop production is going to be for 2022. And at the same time, it kind of puts the final picture in terms of what's left for the old crop supplies. Now, the number that the media and everybody's talking about will be the acre number. We expect to see corn acres come up slightly from those margin tensions. We expect to see soybean acres come down slightly. Slightly and you know, because of some of the planning issues that we saw out there, uh, especially in the northern northern plains, so you know those numbers might be fairly well priced in. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen with the grain stock side of things. We have a very very strong cash market for both corn and soybeans right now. Some of that is tied to the demand and, and trying to keep product moving. The other side of it is that maybe the supplies just aren't there. So you know, this is one of those reports when we start talking those grain stocks. And sometimes they'll go back into previous reports. They'll either look at The January or the September report, they'll shave some bushels out of the pile, and that could be a real source of volatility. So those will be the numbers we'll be kind of watching, and barring some major surprises on the acres, that green stock number could be the one that could really move this market around. And just like I said, because the way the cash market's acting, the strength of basis across the Midwest, kind of makes you wonder maybe if something's not up there. So that might be the key number to watch as those green stock totals, you know, overall.
2: We'll certainly be looking forward to that. And, John, another market pressure uh, for our commodity markets, not related to weather, uh, but an upcoming recession, or at least chatter about an upcoming recession. Why don't you walk us through how that plays a role in the marketplace?
10: You know, the, over the last handful of weeks here, last couple of weeks especially, we've seen some real pressure commo- across the commodity space as the market's starting to get a little bit more concerned about a potential recession with the U.S. economy or the global economy in general. It started with the crude oil market. We saw that drop well off its highs. That obviously led into the grain sector. You know, we've seen the cattle market and hog markets kind of flatten out here, or struggle to probably get pushed through the things a little bit more. You know, then we got some of the outlier markets that maybe you don't think about. You know, the cotton market's lost almost 30% of its value since its highs, in fact, about 25% in the last week and a half. You know, again, those are recessionary-type plays. If you go back to the last recession we had, 2008, we saw commodity prices tumble at the same time that we were dealing with things because, A, we're worried about the consumer. We're worried about the demand side of the equation. And then, B, where's the money go? If money starts thinking of risk-off mentality, things start moving out of markets, they take profits off of winners to protect themselves, and the commodity. Body space has been a spot where these funds and the managed money has had some good value. You know, even with this pullback, if you bought December corn and held it all the way back from you know the Christmas window, you're still profitable in those trades. So that was something that's a little bit concerning. I think it was part of the sell-off we had last week uh, was just the pure fact that managed money and the money flow is a little concerned about the economy, and they pulled some money to the sidelines.
2: Yeah. And John, in the meantime, uh, American consumers still faced with uh, inflation, American consumers and producers just want to touch base on the recent Farm Bureau market basket survey said your average summer cookout has gone out up about $10 from last year, 17 percent. And they point the finger at the ongoing war in Ukraine. John, what can you tell us as far as, you know, what's still going on there and how is that still impacting our markets?
10: You know, the inflation side of things comes in play in terms of the consumer dollar. And that affects a lot of the different commodities. Really, probably in the livestock space more. You know, as the dollar gets a little bit tighter to, to the be for the consumer to spend, they start staying away from things like beef and the expensive cuts of thing of, of meats. You know, so that's part of what's in play there. You know, the inflation story is going to be something that's going to be in and out of this market. You know, obviously with prices coming down now, we're thinking maybe we're losing a little of that inflation steam. So we'll have to see how that comes to play. My best last thing for producers you know big just keep an eye on prices you got good value out there we saw how fast things can fall apart just stay active in your marketing game take advantage of that value when the opportunities are there